That's the sound of Penn State's Mike Biddle throwing an 800-gram javelin 73 meters to become the Big Ten champion in 2018. It was one of the milestones in a journey that he hoped would end this summer on a podium in Eugene, Oregon, with a ticket to the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Instead, he's housebound, working out in a home gym at Altoona. His dream derailed, or maybe just deferred. I'm Jack Zimmerman, and this is Covering COVID, a podcast by students in Penn State's Belisario College of Communications. Mike Biddle has been working towards the Olympic trials for the javelin for four years. A world-class javelin thrower has two ways to make it to the Olympics. To get an automatic qualification, you got to throw 85 meters, which is roughly 275 feet. Uh, that's an auto cue. So if you throw that, you're automatically going to Tokyo. But if you don't throw your javelin 275 feet, you have a second chance. You can also get in by being the top 32 in the world. So if you place top 32 and you go to the Olympic trials, you're at 32 in the world and you place top three at trials, you can go to the Olympics. So that's kind of your two tickets to get in. Mike Biddle wanted one of those two tickets. For as long as he can remember, the Penn State javelin thrower has dreamed of competing in the Olympic Games. While being on the shorter side for a thrower, Biddle sure is explosive. He can squat over 435 pounds and power clean 275 pounds. If you look at the Penn State track and field poster with Biddle's picture on it, you will understand why he has the best beard on the team. Biddle would have never guessed that one night could have changed his season. I was actually on spring break in Florida. I went down to see my fiance. We were just kind of hanging out, and that's when crap started happening. Schools were closing left and right, and we weren't really sure what was going to happen. And then uh, Penn State closed down and said that they weren't going to have practices or anything. The COVID-19 pandemic had reached American shores. It would scuttle the rest of Mike's final semester at Penn State, but he was still counting on getting one of those tickets to the Olympics. So then I kind of just set my mind on the Olympic trials and was going to train for that at home. And so I've been doing that the last couple of weeks. You might think that the most important quality for a javelin thrower is to have strong arms. But the reality is, is that bicep curls are the last exercise that will get you a spot on the podium. Counterintuitively, flexibility is the first and most important skill for a thrower. To toss a javelin, your muscles must be loose and relaxed, but also working at the same time. Shoulder mobility is key, just like in other sports, such as football and baseball. Javelin throwers must also be very lean and fit. Aside from this, javelin throwers must be fast and explosive, as they have to build up speed down the runway before releasing the javelin. Having a fast 30-40 to yard sprint time is key. Mike Biddle had all the characteristics to compete with the best in the world. He has been taking his training very seriously, and has been going the extra mile with his mobility, sleep, and nutrition. After recovering for six months from Tommy John surgery, Mike knew that this was his comeback season to prove to everyone that he was back. One night can change everything, and that's exactly what happened to Mike and his dreams of Tokyo 2020. I sat down with Mike Biddle to see how the coronavirus has affected him and his track season. Before we get started with Mike's interview, I wanted to note that we are not in an audio studio as we typically would have been, so expect to hear a little bit of extraneous noise from the people we are sheltering with. Thank you. Mike, with everything being canceled, I mean, what what were you thinking about, like, right off the bat when you heard the news? You know, it was kind of crazy. I was actually on spring break in Florida. Uh, I went down to see my fiance. We were just kind of hanging out, and that's when crap started happening. And 
schools were closing left and right, and we weren't really sure what was going to happen. And then uh, Penn State closed down and said that they weren't going to have practices or anything. So then I kind of just set my mind on uh, the Olympic trials and was going to train for that at home and kind of just work it out. So I've been doing that the last couple weeks. And then, I mean, as you know, just the other day that they – shut down the olympics until next year so yeah to figure that out now. that's good that they have a date yeah for sure because i mean it, it gives you something to look forward to and honestly i mean for me and a lot of the young people in the game like it's good for us because it gives us another year of training talk to us about your injury last year last year i was poised to have a great year i mean i felt stronger than i ever was uh, i started the season started out strong about halfway through the year my elbow started hurting and i had no idea why and um, in one of my meets, I felt it pop. And I was like, dang, my season's over. And I went and saw the doctors and everything, and they actually just told me that I had tendonitis. So I kept on throwing throughout the year, um, made it to NCAA prelims, and I actually missed nationals by one inch. And that uh, really, I don't know, it just it fueled me and made me want to do better this season. And, and when I got home from that, I actually went back to the doctors and got a I uh, got a scan, and it, I found out I had Tommy John. Jeez. I had to get Tommy John surgery, so that was a big hit for me. And, Definitely. And they asked me if I wanted to throw after after school and everything, and obviously I said yes, and that's one of the things I was coming back from this year, and I was excited to get back out there throwing. Yeah, definitely. So now I just have to delay it a little bit longer. Yeah. Talk about the recovery process for uh, a, a surgery like that. Yeah, so uh, all in all, it's about 9 to 12 months recovery. I'd say the first month you don't really do anything you just kind of sit around can't even really move your arm you're in like a hard shell cast month three i started lifting but you're so weak and everything from just not moving around month five or six is when i started to feel strong again and that's when i actually started to be able to toss some javelins and kind of start getting back into a normal practice routine and just so you know our, our viewers are clear of this you know mike is an, an elite javelin thrower he was a big 10 champion uh all, all american so you know you, you were really set up for like a really big year obviously yeah and i mean that's 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 another thing because you know the nca is going to grant everybody another year of eligibility but for me i'm planning to move uh next year and get married so it just doesn't really work out for me because i'm pretty sure you have to use it at the school that you were currently at talking about you know you getting married this summer did that affect your decision, like, to stop training, or did that motivate you just to keep going? Getting married this summer is definitely going to change how I think about training and how I go about it. I think I'm going to need to be more um, precise and kind of have no waste in timing or stuff like that. Um, it's going to be a little bit more of a set routine. But other than that, I think it honestly motivates me to do better because I have someone beside me all day long and wants me to succeed just as bad as I do. Definitely. I think that's a really important piece to it as well. So Britt, your fiance, she's also a javelin thrower for those uh, that don't sure know. Sure is. <laughs> um, so yeah, so talk about what training's like been with, with Britt right now. You guys are quarantined, obviously. Um, you guys are in Altoona, right? You're stationed there right now? Uh, yeah, Altoona area. Yeah. Um, we were at my family's house for a couple weeks and then her family's house for a couple weeks, but now obviously with the stay at home. Uh, policies we've just been at her house gotcha but training training has been interesting luckily she has kind of like a little home gym so we have everything we need to kind of get a workout in at my house i threw down some plywood and some rubber mats and got a bar just so i could do some olympic lifts and stuff that was a pretty funny setup i wish i could show you a picture <laughs> but yeah i mean we're fortunate up here because st francis uh we've just been training on the runway 
So we've been able to throw and we've been able to lift and everything. You know, where I'm from in uh, Westchester right now, Westchester, New York, like all of our gyms are closed and uh, everything's kind of locked down. So that's that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a big thing because like you can't you can't even go anywhere if you wanted to. No, I mean so, everyone. I mean if you go on a walk, you know I've been walking a lot with my parents just down the street. People are outside doing push-ups, jump rope. You know, just trying to make the most of it. But definitely. yeah, I mean honestly, that's that's one good thing about. I mean, if you're trying to find the positives in the situation, I feel like a lot more people are actually being active and. You know, even just driving down the road, you can see so many more people outside doing things. Oh, definitely. And I was just walking my dog today with my mom in the in the trails we have around here. It's like just crowded with people. I mean, everyone's, you know, social distancing and all. But people that maybe, you know, you would have thought would You've go out and for a walk. <laughs> yeah, everyone's outside. So I think there are some positives to it. Yeah, um, for sure. I think. I mean, I think that's an important thing. I think that's just like the athlete mentality, too. You always try to find the positive in the situation. Definitely. And, you know, obviously spring break for, for Penn State students was like a really big time and a lot of other college students because, like, we got the news that we were coming back on April 6th and we were, we would be able to train, the athletes would be able to come back that Monday. And I feel like within one night, like, things just changed dramatically. Like, the NBA canceled, like, the MLB canceled their seasons and, like, so many things were happening. And so, like, were you at least, like, hopeful that we would have a season or, like, where was your mind then? Like, were you thinking well, about the future or? Yeah, that was that was the craziest thing. It was like a snowball effect. It was like they, you know, one thing canceled, and then everybody had an uproar about it. And then before you know it, like you said, we were supposed to come back to practice, and the next morning they're like, "Yeah, you're not coming back." Like, you're not, you have two days to come get your stuff from campus, and it was it was crazy because just everything was canceled. And I was just kind of looking at Olympic trials because. When I called Coach, you know, he was like, we're going to try to get you back to campus in a couple of weeks. Hopefully things will calm down. You know, we're thinking about doing a select group of people that can come train for the trials. So I think that's kind of where my mind was. Up to that point, I had some hope that there was like a season and something to work for. And obviously there's still something to work for, but maybe just not this season. So that was definitely tough. You know, talk about what the process is like to make the Olympics. Yeah, so to make Tokyo, um, to get an automatic qualification you got to throw 85 meters which is roughly 275 feet uh that's an auto cue so if you throw that you're automatically going to tokyo and then you can also get in by being the top 32 in the world so if you're placed top 32 in the world and you place top three at trials you can go to the olympics sounds like you got your you know your, your head on straight and you know your mindset's in the right place so that's definitely a positive right there yeah definitely just gotta keep on working and keep your head up and hope for the best honestly all right mike thanks so much for uh for joining me and and sharing your experience with this this crazy time right now with the coronavirus but i think you know you got your head on straight like i said and i think uh you know i think you, you found a lot of positives out of this yeah i mean thanks for having me man like Definitely. i said i think you gotta do that in life no matter where you're at just find positives thanks mike Re really appreciate it thank you Thank you so much for tuning in and hearing how COVID-19 has affected Mike Biddle and his Olympic dreams. With restrictions on social gatherings, many family and friends are joining together to celebrate events like birthdays and graduations over video calling services. But how would you feel if you were to attend a loved one's funeral over FaceTime? That's next time on Covering COVID.